Welcome to episode 40 Spice of Storyboard, a video game podcast, the official podcast of StoryboardGaming.com, brought to you by Fan Critical. I'm your host, Jesse Munro, and I'm joined this evening by Simon Evans. You mean this afternoon? Whatever. You you live in a crazy town that lives in the past, okay? What is it, like 4 o'clock for you? Um, 3.30. Keelan Simpson. Hey. Josh Cotter. Hi. And Law McLean. Good afternoon. Good evening. <laughs> Guys, it's really, really humid. And I'm, I'm, why? Okay, so it's when awful. it's really hot. Uh, welcome to our video game podcast. Let me bitch about the weather. <laughs> so really hot weather is shit. Really rainy weather is shit. But they come together to form something worse. I don't get it. Well, I mean, right. At the moment in where I live in WA, it's like 25 degrees. I am warm. Uh, No, I am warm. I am slightly uncomfortably warm. But it's not too hot that I have to turn the fan on. But it's too warm to be okay. So I'm stuck at this really awkward point. And then tomorrow it's going to be like fucking 35 degrees or some shit. So fuck that noise. And that like awkward point you're existing in at the moment is the perfect temperature for shirtless times. Release yourself, Simon. Mm. <laughs> Do take it. it off. Do it. No. Take it all the way. Off. Take off the pants as well. Take you own the place. Okay, you can, guys, you can't hear us at home, but Simon is taking your sh- Holy. Simon. Eight pack, nice. Eight pack. The fuck? This gamer pad's working Holy out Holy shit. You make, you make Chris Hemsworth look like Pat Oswalt. Um, yeah, so basically every time I came across a... Um, person in Final Fantasy who was playing a female character, but in real life actually a guy, I would do oh, yep. one push-up. <laughs> <laughs> You've been so, pushing yourself. So, so every time Simon ups. logged in and saw his character, you would have to... <laughs> oh yeah, of course. <laughs> I have like six female characters, leave me alone. Jeez. All cat girls. <laughs> no. <laughs> there's bunny girls and there's lizard girls, all right, and they are superior to the cat girls. I'm not actually because kidding on any of that. <laughs> <laughs> to spend a moment in your brain. <laughs> so give me one second. My uh, headphones are about to die. Oh, we cut that moment. It's fine. But the reason my headphones are flat is because I've been using them all day to play video games. Thank you for the segue. Tragedy. Tragedy. <laughs> Don't worry about that. Was it? <laughs> Whatever. Uh, I'm playing uh, a lot lot of the Vinci games, and uh, that's what we're doing today. We're going to kind of go through... We've had the new consoles for... Well, most of us have had the new consoles for at least a week now. Um, So we thought we'll go through some of the launch lineup games um, and what we think about them. We did what we were hoping they would be, and now these will be our impressions. Um, To start off with, uh, a game that I believe... of all, or everyone who here who has a PS5 now, so that's uh, Josh, Lorn, uh, Simon, and myself. Astro's Playroom. Now, the game comes free, built so in jolly. to the Jolliest PS5. Jolliest of games. Mm, good vibes. It is, like, ground-up joy that you snort. <laughs> I love <laughs> this so much. It, it, it is a, a tech demo. It's showing what the PS5 can do, and more importantly, what the DualSense controller can do. Um, when you first fire it up, it shows you the different um yeah the different things the dual shot dual sense can do so you know you shake it around and 
the motion gets picked up and blah, blah, blah. You blow into it and does stuff, whatever. Who gives a shit about that? The triggers. So the triggers on the dual sense have attention to them. And again, this is something that we've brought up uh, in past podcasts. It's very, very hard to sum up. And we're going to have difficulty summing up again. But when you push them down there, they push back at times to different degrees. So when you're rocketing around in like one of your little rocket suits in Astros, you you get to a point where you push down and there's like almost like a click. You 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 feel a barrier and then you have to break through it and then you get an extra boost. Mm. When you guys first played that and you first experienced that, what was your sort of takeaway from that moment? Because that, that was my first wow moment. There's a lot of swinging. <laughs> there was a lot of handing the controller back and forth and being like, oh, yeah, who feel was. this one? Oh. oh, you made me spill my <laughs> coffee. Oh, well, that one's crazy. <laughs> a lot of that. You know, I'm going to admit. We're not that enthusiastic. This, like that hasn't, that wasn't the oh wow moment for me. The oh wow moment for me was um, in one of the levels when you're walking through the field, it's raining, you feel the raindrops in your controller, which is bizarre, mm-hmm. and then you go slightly higher up the level and then it starts hailing. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God, that is amazing. Like, you I, feel it, the vibration yeah. in these controllers is... I saw somebody tweet saying the Joy-Con um, crawled so... The dual sense could run. Yeah. <laughs> that HD it feels, rumble. It feels like that. Um, yeah, the, the part with the rain where your little Astro Astro boy, as I'm going to call him now, mm-hmm. has a little umbrella and the rain picks up. Yeah. It's hard to explain how the hell the controller is doing it because you could feel almost raindrops hitting different parts of the controller. Yeah, like yeah. under your fingers. Uh, it, ugh, it's mm. creepy, but, it's, yeah, but it's even weird. just like running across different surfaces. So the first... Um, area that I went to when there's like a hub world and you can go to four different zones all um, designed on different aspects of the PS5 so there's like a, a cooling area GPU SSD and memory uh, memory um, and the first one I went to was wherever the beach is whichever level the beach yeah, is I think cooling, it's cooling cooling, yeah. cooling <laughs> springs and when you run across the sand you feel like almost like a crunch yeah. In the yeah. vibration of the control. But then when you run across ice or glass or metal, it feels different. And it's it, a tink. It's so hard to work out like, yeah, tink, 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 tink. Or it, like, like my favorite. Doing that? My favorite one is when you're like gliding over the ice, like he's ice skating with his little robot feet. And you can like feel it like carving through the ice kind of. That's a cool mm. feeling. So, it feels like ice yeah. skating. My favorite part of this game, and I, I adore this game. This is one of the funnest experiences I've had in a console for a long time. Um, because it, it, the whole thing is a love letter to PlayStation, like the history of the PlayStation. As you go through each level, you see the other little Astrobots um, reenacting certain parts of, of different games. So you'll see like a little like two of them like hiding behind a wall while one's coming up to them dressed like a clicker from Last of Us. Yeah. Um, there's a bunch of them sitting around a campfire eating big pieces of meat like Monster Hunter. Uh, they've you know they've found the. Uh, the Buster Sword, and they're all like cheering oh, and taking photos of it. Or you see like, like a little Dante one, and he's doing little juggles. Oh my god, the Dante one is adorable. He's doing the little flips with his gun. Like a little BB gun, and he's shooting a little little critter. Um, on one of my favorite ones as well was like you got like the little snake, and he's got a little cardboard box. Um, so this awesome like little callback. Did you see there the, the, that, ghost, like, the Ghost of Tsushima one? I think oh, was probably so the, cool. my favorite oh, that I came across. Cool. 
it, yeah, it just there are so many moments of like of joy that hit you, mm-hmm. and it, because it, it actually it, it, it makes it's targeting me, your nostalgia. Yeah, exactly. It makes me excited to see what this kind of Sony could do with um, PlayStation All Stars if they gave that another shot, right? Like that, if they took this kind of love and made me feel this and put it into an awesome crossover fighting game or a crossover whatever, um, I like that'd be such a magical kind of thing because it really does feel like um, something really special there. And um, as somebody who, you know, growing up playing a lot of games with that had a lot of nostalgia for Nintendo properties that, you know, I was too young to be nostalgic for. Um, it's kind of, it's really fun to be able to finally see like the PS1 given that kind of treatment. Uh, yeah. And, you know, to a further extent, like the PS2 and even like the PS3 and, you know, it's crazy launch and stuff. Um, so that, it was, yeah, awesome. What I love as well is so this isn't this is a, I mean, this slight we're gonna get into the very slight spoilers with a few of these games. This is a very, very slight spoiler, but right at the end, you unlock the PS5 world and it's empty. And it's so cool, like this area is yet to be populated, but like just wait. Like this this will become like the other worlds. Mm. I really like that. There's like a really cool sense of like, you know, the best is yet to come here. Yeah. Um and as, as, a, as a PlayStation fanboy, this just it just made my my, my soul happy, my yeah. heart smile, and the music as well. The music's the best part, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. It's, oh, so in so each cool. area, so the music is tailored depending on what area you're in. And when you're in the SSD area, <laughs> it's like SSD. It's so good. And then the um, the GPU one has like a really nice like love song. Yeah, like yeah. you can find the lyrics for in the level. Mm. Um, I have one very small complaint, and it really bugged me. So when you go through these levels, you can pick up little trinkets um, uh, regarding the PlayStation's history. So you can pick up, like, the PlayStation camera, like, oh, the yeah, different peripherals, like, yeah. the artifacts, that's, that's what it's called. So, like, the PlayStation camera, and then you can look at it and, like, you know, zoom in, blah, blah, blah. And there's some cool stuff there, like, some unique things. I completely forgot there was that PS3 was a sliding top. Yeah. completely forgot about it. So when I saw them, I'm like, the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. Um, and they all get stored in your sort of centralized hub. You can go, you can muck around with them. The PS3, the big boy PS3, oh even the boy. one with the Spider-Man font on it. Yeah. Um, it. So the whole thing is meant to show off the ability of the, you know, the power of the PS5. Why doesn't that thing do ray tracing properly? Because it reflects everything but your Astrobot. And it really it's really jarring because there's another Astrobot who's staring into it and he's like waving. And his reflection's there, but yours isn't. And I know it's a very minor thing, but it bugs me. <laughs> Obviously that bugs we're me dead. too. Yeah. That's, that's like weird. the, the like, opposite why? of what you should be doing with ray tracing. <laughs> everything Maybe. else in the game is phenomenal. Like really so like Platforming is one of my favorite genres of games. And this is solid platforming. I'm really hoping that they extend this into a full-blown Astro Playroom 2 or just a new Astro bot game. Yeah. Um, Rescue but, Mission like, I mean, 2. Rescue Mission 2 would be rad. I mean, I wouldn't mind, kind of like you said before with All Stars, that but more levels. So rather than a fighting game where you're all these beloved characters and you fight each other for reasons, have Astrobot going through each game. Ooh, so you have so a level cool. that is like the Metal Gear Solid level. Resistance. Or Metal Gear Solid World. <laughs> People's faces or are getting res- melted off. <laughs> it'd be great. Like, could you imagine, say, with Metal Gear Solid, the love and attention that they put into, say, the, the SSD world, 
um, with all the little nods to different games. But that with Metal Gear Solid, though, and it was just Metal Gear Solid, so you have yeah. different characters, like real deep cut characters in there. I would love that. And you have, you have to sneak around and me. blah, blah, blah. And there's like a moment where um, uh, one of the Astro bots grabs the, the crutch off another Astro bot. And it's like, you're not him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Vulcan. Jesus Christ. That was sick. <laughs> but one uh, thing I want to say about Astro's Playroom is it feels almost like the best Nintendo game that the, that Nintendo never made. Yeah. Yeah. Completely agree. Completely agree. Like it's This is just, almost a game that Nintendo wishes they made. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Like, this is just filled with little bits of joy and plenty of collectibles, but it's not too time-consuming. It's not too demanding. It's not, um, you know, too encompassing. And I, th- yeah. I kind of like the fact that it is just such a short little thing. Um, my, my stepdad came over to try out the PS5 because he had to cancel his order because he accidentally ordered a digital version instead of a disc one. Um, but anyway, um, so yeah, I was letting him try it out and he accidentally deleted the save data that I had for the oh, game. Oh, no. Because <laughs> it lets you do that Ow. at the beginning. It's like, uh, oh, yeah, it does. <laughs> want to do a new game? Yeah. If you do, it will delete everything. And he wasn't paying attention, deleted it. And I was like, eh, look, I'd done, I'd done, I think it was memory fields. I'd completed that. Yeah. So that yeah. was all I had really done. So I wasn't too fast, but mm. I was just like, oh, man. It just gives me another excuse to play through it. To play through it. Like, <laughs> I, I've been messing around with it all day today. I've, I've collected everything you can, but I'm just going through the world, redoing certain areas. Like, you go into different um, sort of mech suits, I guess. And one of them is a monkey that Dang climbs monkey. up the wall. And you have to grab that one. each, um, like, rock coming out, like, jutting out the wall with a different trigger. And you have to tilt the controller. And yeah, it's it, it's weird, and I hate monkeys. It, it monkeys felt, are evil. It felt that was but, that was the one that felt really uncomfortable to me. Like trying to that like one was like the most do the gimmicky. triggers and back and forth. It was like really? I don't like the ball. Oh, the ball was so. I found the ball. I found the ball really easy. Where you like get to like roll it with the touchpad, and it feels like really tactile. And like with the with the rumble, like you can actually feel it kind of gliding across surfaces. Oh, actually, when going over those little rocks and stuff, it's pretty cool. But yeah. For a fr- like, this is such a perfect game to have in your console yeah. free at the start. I, I yes. want to touch on what Simon said there, where it, sa- it seemed like a like a Nintendo kind of love letter. Um, something you could imagine them doing. It reminds me of like what they were trying to do, or what I thought they were trying to do with the uh, the story mode in Smash Brothers Brawl in Subspace Emissary, mm. where oh. you're kind of like going through all the different worlds, and there's lots of cameos, and you're getting all the statues and stuff, which I thought was really cool. Um, and it was actually a nice little touch. Um, I'm not sure if you guys have seen this yet, but um, when you complete a level, you get the the speed runs. It says, like, you unlocked a new speed run level. I thought that was just going to be, like, you know, a time trial for the level you just did. No, those are eight unique, like, levels that you unlock. They're like, I've oh, been watching people um, beat them in stupid times. And it, it, it is They're so amazing. much fun. They're really you know fun. You Remember when Breath of the Wild first came out and you would watch people speedrun the um the different um shrines? And they would do like really unique ways. It's like if you jump on this platform just in the corner, you can make it to this place that you're yeah. not meant to go and jump off this. Mm. That's what I've seen speedrunners like do. Like Mario this, right? Odyssey with the balloons, when Luigi's yeah. balloons and all that came in. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was always a cool personal favorite. Absolutely. Yeah. Like how the hell so do you do that? <laughs> and why can't I do that? Yeah. We can agree that 
Um, Asterisk Playroom is the best Nintendo game that they've launched on the PlayStation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but also, going back to the controller itself, just for a second, um, in that main hub area where you get to view your collection and then there's the little gacha machine. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Breaking those with the triggers, yeah. I think, is the feels cool. one of the best examples of the adaptive triggers oh my God. we have. And you have I kept expecting um, them not to, not to jump back. All right, you kept expecting like to they be. They just yeah. snapped him. And yeah. like every now and then, you get a dud, and it's just like an empty, like soft drink can. But yeah. even then, it's like the best reward you could possibly get because then you get to crush this can in your hand, yes. and it still feels awesome. Yeah. It's like and well, then occasion. <laughs> I think I've had um like a wooden one where you can't crush it. Yeah, and you just like it, just the resistance. You're like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> it catches what you off guard because you just get so into it. Yeah, so but it's so. It's very good. And like pulling it with the one trigger, you know, you feel the chunk as you mm. actually pull the lever. And then, oh, look, the ball's landing in your hand and you feel the impact of the ball landing in the hand. Yeah. And then you have the resistance as you crush it and then it just goes. Oh, cool. So also, just ex- ex- excuse if you could hear like thunder in the background of my end. There's a big old storm here. So. Cool. If Jesse dies, um, meh. <laughs> Somebody's going to learn the intro and the outro and you guys will be fine. I'll take his yeah. PC. <laughs> <laughs> right, moving on to... Speaking of dying, moving on to Demon Souls. Holy shit, that was some good lightning when I said Demon Souls. <laughs> um, <laughs> dramatic effect. <laughs> so Mother has Nature has your back. Has anyone else who played Demon Souls? So this is a remake by Bluepoint. Um, it's great, but it's so... Guys, why are games this hard? <laughs> I um I started it. I think I, I I mentioned it on the last podcast that I I started it, um and I haven't gone back to it yet because I've just been busy playing like Miles and Bug Snacks and all the other games we're gonna get to, um but I'm really excited to go back to it because I really had an awesome time starting off with it as somebody who hasn't played Demon Souls, but has um really enjoyed a lot of Froms you know subsequent kind of Souls likes. It's yeah, it's one of the games I. I'm not good at it. Yeah. I, I'll put my hand up and say, I'm not good at it. I'm not good at these like hard combat. You know, you actually have to block and maneuver. What? Mm. I'm not good at those sort of games. Um, but I'm going to stick with it because this game is gorgeous. I think this is one of, if not the oh. best looking next gen game. Oh, absolutely. Um, it like, it's watching it in 60 frames as well. If you do play in performance mode, um, which I mean, both it and the fidelity mode look incredible. Like it's, it's the first game that I played where I was kind of like, wow, like um, this really does feel like a step up and feels like something I couldn't see myself playing on last gen. It's one of those cool things where you can, we actually have something to measure it against. Like, mm. I mean, admittedly, it was a few generations back, but comparing it side by side with the old Demon Souls is such a, a jarring, oh, impressive right? And then you thing. hear that Demon Souls on PS5 doesn't have ray tracing. Um, and you kind of like, oh man, like you know, that's what this gen's it's, all yeah. about. But it still looks like stunning. And you know, guys, that's so interesting that you say that because I have a the opposite kind of reaction when I see those two games side by side: Demon Souls from PS3 and Demon Souls PS5. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of ground that's been covered between those two points as far as like graphical advancement, like. If you compare, if it had been 
a game on PS1 and a game on PS3. That's like a, a worlds of difference. This is like an incremental thing. But you're going to get diminishing returns. Like, like as huge. graphics go on, you're going to get diminishing returns. So I think a jump from PS1 well, to PS3 will be less Well, than yeah, that's, that's the thing. That's the point I'm trying to get at is that I feel like we've really hit this point of like diminishing returns as far as like graphical fidelity and all of that kind of stuff goes. And we're looking into like gimmicks like ray tracing now, which isn't exactly feasible at the moment a gimmick get out of here get well, out of here so far ray tracing on the consoles yeah, has been gimmicky as fuck yeah prove me wrong yeah look there are moments that are really cool and there's moments which i'll get to a moment where it's like yeah. fortnite ray tracing is like why do we bother with this yeah. Yeah. anyway i just thought fortnite, it was like, why do we bother with this <laughs> Hey. I thought it was interesting because I mean, people yeah. then calling my friends. Like, oh. no. <laughs> I'm not, not saying Demon Souls looks bad. It looks incredible. Oh, it's the yeah. best no. looking you guys all heard that here? next gen console game so far. Um, I think that's Elon like said Demon and, Souls is bad. <laughs> I think that's like an awesome and really valuable opinion to have because, like, mm. Keelan, as somebody who I don't, you know, play a lot of um, graphically intensive games or anything, I don't, you know. I don't own a PC at the moment. Um, I think that's, yeah, an incredibly valuable opinion to have from yourself. Because, um, like, me looking at it as somebody who isn't as familiar with a lot of these um, graphical upgrades or ray tracing and stuff, I look at Demon Souls and I see, like, the fact that some of these blurry, like, um, essentially textures now brought to life um, as, you know, like, actual blades of grass and stuff. I see that as, like, such a huge upgrade. But I suppose you're right where, like, um, that that can be the difference between a good PC port and, you know, a pretty average-looking 360 game, you know? <laughs> well, if I can, I guess, we'll pick on that point even further, you know, with your textures. Um, I think a prime example of not even... It's not even a huge leap, but just polishing up the textures makes the game look way, way nicer. Twilight Princess... Um, like one of my favorite Zelda games ever played it on the Wii, you know, knew it like the back of my hand, knew every texture, knew every spot of dirt. And then when the remastered version came out on the Wii U, obviously picked it up. I obviously pre-ordered it because I'm a complete fucking Zelda fanatic. Mm -hmm. And all they'd really done is upgraded the lighting engine, redone a few textures you know, pretty lit up a little bit, reworked the controller scheme, there you go, here it is. And it felt like a completely new game. It felt so different because, oh, look, I can actually see the proper blades of grass here. Oh, I can actually see the rocky mountainside as a rocky mountainside and not just a slightly blurry, rocky-ish texture that actually yeah. looks like mm. a rock. Yeah. And... Yeah, no, it really change, it changes the the mood of it. It changes you know yes, the atmosphere. Ab- absolutely, and Twilight Princess is you know very much referred to as one of the darkest Zelda games in terms of lighting and also story tone. And the Wii U version brightens it up visually in a really nice way, so that when you're walking through Hyrule Field, it no longer feels like okay, cool. There's probably a thunderstorm. Gray. <laughs> five kilometers that way and i just can't that's see it. it it actually feels like oh cool i'm walking through hyrule field now and i'm not about to get struck by some lightning out of nowhere do you that's think that's awesome that- simon yeah. oh, so, sorry josh you go ahead oh no all i was going to say was like um it, it, it that was an interesting remaster as well because they they flipped the whole 
game back around from the Wii version, of course. Well, yeah, because so it really did um, feel like a completely new experience. Because well, because the GameCube version was originally the original. Unflipped. Link was left-handed. Yeah. Um, and then for the Wii, because most people are right-handed, they flipped the entire game. I don't know why they just didn't flip Link's character model. No, I but don't whatever. know. They flipped the entire game, so it was the other way around because yeah. most people are right-handed. So hold the Wii remote in their right hand. Hey, now look, Link is right-handed, and then they flipped it back for the Wii U version. And it threw yeah. me for a loop. It was like unrecognizable, oh, yeah. that world. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, this is, what were you going to say? Sorry. This is really interesting to me because you, you just brought something up that I've been thinking about a little bit. Um, a lot of older games, um, like games from the era of the original Demon Souls, there's a lot in the visual design, the art style, everything that implies something. Like it implies that there's grass on this wall, that there's yes. moss coating it. Yeah. And that's not a thing anymore. It's actually yeah. just there. That's yeah. freaking incredible. I've been blown away by the footage I've seen. Um, you don't have to use your imagination to sort of contextualize the shapes and blobs that you're seeing anymore. Like it's so crisp. Mm. Yeah. It, it is a very pretty world to die in multiple times. Holy shit, lightning, calm down. <laughs> so much lightning here. All right, let's move on to um, the next game. And Lord, I know you, you've got opinions on Assassin's Creed Valhalla. You're saying you're Little not- Little ones. You're not clicking with it. What's up? Really, no. I just, I, I'm not sure if it's because I haven't played a game in this style for a while. So like uh, a lot of the games I've been playing lately have been, well, ha- haven't been um, third person hand combat kind of titles. You know, they're either first person shooters or they are- weird game or like, you know, just games that are totally different, like Animal Crossing or Paper Mario and like Bug Snacks, <laughs> mm. which are, and all that kind of stuff. I don't know. It's the combat feels off. I'm not, I'm just not a fan of it. I feel like nothing's really hitting with this. Uh, I understand, I'm very, I'm very early in the game, but if I'm not enjoying it, I'm not going to continue, you know? So like, are I don't, you in England yeah. yet? In the no, no, I'm not. Oh, you haven't made it to England yet? Okay, cool. I haven't made it to England yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've done. The game does open up when you're in England. Yeah, um, I think but... I'm gonna I'm gonna try until I get there. But yeah, I don't know. It's just I I feel like maybe I have missed some tutorials or something because I'll go into the menu system and there's all the, those little uh, blips that say you know you've got skill points to upgrade, you've got inventory you can upgrade, you move all your stuff around and all that kind of crap, and like. I'll pick up a weapon. I'll be like, all right, I want to equip it. And it just won't let me. And then I'll pick up another weapon and that'll be fine. And I'm like, okay, so a two-handed weapon, obviously you can't have a shield and a two-handed weapon. I get that. But I don't understand why I can't have a one-handed axe that's a little special and not a shield. <laughs> and it could be a level a- thing? It might be a level thing, yeah. I didn't even and that's, see a that's level kind thing. Of the- it was just like, well, it yeah, says it- power. There was sometimes it- when it was like, yeah, put on like a hood. And like we try to put on a hood, oh and it just like it was like you don't have a hood, and I'm like I do. It's, it's right so there. So frustrating that the hood is so frustrating because you go into um. Yes, tell me and like so me. You, you <laughs> can go into <laughs> you, you can do raids in 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 certain areas. You can take over certain villages and yeah, things yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Raid them. Pillage. But if, you, if you're raiding them, obviously you don't need to wear any sort of disguise. You go in there. You get your band of merry Vikings. You come to wreak <laughs> havoc. Cool. The merry. But then when you finish raiding. It goes back into a distrust mode where yeah. the people in the area don't trust you anymore, which you wouldn't. 
I've killed most of you and I've set your house on fire. I wouldn't trust me either. But the game puts you back into distrust mode. So you suddenly, you know, you're covered in blood. There are bodies around you. And then you put your hood on to blend in. It's like, they know I'm here. I sort of, I've made a ruckus on my way in. You're prowling in the rain with your hood on. (laughs) You're the most suspicious person. Valhalla kind of like, Odyssey felt the same to me. It's kind of like, this game is so big, but I'm not interested in the main storyline anymore. This is kind of where Assassin's Creed games are going wrong lately. Exactly. In my opinion, at least. They don't mm. have a core storyline. Like, it's not about the assassinations anymore. Yeah, man. Um, and I, 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 I really miss that. The worlds that they're creating are incredible. Like, they're mm. the best they've ever created in the series. But there isn't that one driving force to get me from... I don't know. Like I was going to say from point A to point B, but at the moment, I don't know what point B is. I've yeah. It's not Assassin's England, Creed like, either. It's just Ubisoft in general. <laughs> if Far Cry 5 think, is yeah. anything to go yeah. by. I mean, like, it, even, it, sorry, like, even Assassin's Creed Origins, like, the, a game that I really enjoyed just steamrolling through all the side activities and then getting started on um, the actual story and, like, finishing that last to kind of, you know, um, mm. after I'd become super OP. Like, I thought that story was, well, I enjoyed the main character of Bayek to begin with, um, by the end of it, it was laughably bad where there were huge wars and historical figures coming out of nowhere. And it was explained away within five minutes. And there was supposed to be some awesome five year long war or something. And I'm literally there for 30 seconds, stab a guy. And then it jumps forward like 20 years. And you're like, what the I love when Assassin's Creed just bring in a historical figure. It's like, hi, I'm Leonardo da Vinci. I made you a gun. Anyway, I'm off. (laughs) Why is the camera lingering on me for so long? I'm really sad about Origins because I love the the character of Bayek. But you guys remember why it was so disjointed towards the second half? Because they were meant to kill him off. Yes. Were you meant to was sorry, is that because is it Aya or Anya yeah. was meant to be the main character? Yeah, the, is that why? The wife why? was yeah. meant to take over yeah, but the fuckery at Ubisoft. Because I was mm-hmm. so connected um, with him to begin with. I like yeah. I really loved him and then by the end I just couldn't care less. Like, mm. With Valhalla, like I really like Avel. I think Avel's a really cool character. Yeah. She's quite yeah, grounded. Yeah. I like the whole story to do with her family. Like, it's like not quite you got a the family. she version. I've got the he version. <laughs> no, I, I was no. actually just about to ask what what um what yeah, genders have you guys chosen? I don't like playing w- female characters very much. I um I went with um the Cassandra in Odyssey, so I had to kind of continue that legacy. Uh, there's also a character in this game that looks dead unlike Cassandra from Odyssey, and it's really like they're probably it, just reusing character models as Ubisoft. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's almost like a main character. Like she gives you quests. It's very strange, but yeah, kind like- of. I'm comparing this sorry to Ghost mm. of Tsushima because it's the last sort of big open world game that we got. And in that game, you that, you have a an area like you have direction in the game. It's like, hey, your uncle's trapped here. Do stuff, and we go help him. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. I understand that. My stupid brain can process that. Yeah. But we get to England and the Valhalla. And it's like, okay, we're here now. Now, now what? Rape and pillage? Like, question mark. Basically, <laughs> basically that. What do you do? Let's but see. Like, I might I mean, do yeah, this today. Uh, <laughs> it's so directionless. <laughs> Buy milk. Kind of like Odyssey, Get though. Get There is, <laughs> there okay. is a kind of a line of uh, side quests that you can start doing that I find really interesting, and that is the assassinations. So mm. I like what they do nowadays where you have to find out clues about certain targets um, in order to, to, to track them, to find them, and you can take them down. I really like that. That's what got me through Odyssey. 
Like when I started getting into that loop of like, oh, I just killed this person. I got a little bit of a clue for the next one. I'll go get them and get the little clue for the next one. That's what I'm doing now in Valhalla. Don't give a shit about the main story. I just care about assassinating people. See, that's what I um, really, I really want to get into it because I, I, I love discovering kind of the world through side quests and all that kind of stuff. Like already the, some of the side quests I've done have been interesting and that's only because like, um, uh, I literally, I, the reason why I take so long is that I get to like your first base where you can go and like, you know, change your outfit, get tattoos, all this kind of stuff. You can drink, play drinking games, do rap battles. Oh, I got the drink. Yeah, yeah drinking, like, dr- the like drinking the games battles. and flighting. So I kind of just go on a really weird tangent here. Yeah, 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 There's yeah. a mission early on where there are some spies within your town, in your village, okay? Mm. And so you get woken up at night and you kill one of them and you're like, okay, there's three left. You gotta go track them down. So I'm sneaking from bush to bush and I'm running across the rooftops <laughs> and stuff like that. They're very far away. <laughs> but then I've accidentally gone past this guy who, who um, activates a drinking game. So I'm like, can I play the drinking game <laughs> mid mission? You can. It's so the whole the drinking game is basically people just going around you saying skull and you have to drink three horns of mead. <laughs> And you have to like balance yourself. It's really fun. But after you're done, you're drunk. drunk. So I'm stumbling around. The screen's blurry. I was like, I have a mission. Still, (laughs) so I'm just like walking up a hill with like with a big axe, (laughs) drunk. I'm like, I would not (laughs) want to be any spies right now. (laughs) Jesse, that just sounds like a regular Saturday night for you, man. (laughs) Oh, looking for lockdown. You know what I mean? Lock up the axe. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, Yeah. there's that and this flighting, which is basically a a Viking rap battle. Um, and you have to pick the next line that has the best flow. It's got to have really, meaning. It's got to have context. Really it's got to rhyme. That'd be good. If you step away from the main storyline in Valhalla, the game's really, really fun. Mm. It has little things that, that I, I, I'm having a lot of fun with. The side quests are great. There's, there's one. There's like just some weird characters around. In England, you'll find a guy, you find these two kids and they're like they're talking shit to you. And they keep saying the word wallop. And like, um, our grandfather's in there and he's going to give you a mighty wallop. And then he comes out there, he, the grandfather comes and is like, ah, here's somebody here to receive my mighty wallop. I've been walloping people. and <laughs> I'll wallop you. And the whole thing is like, he can basically kill you in one punch. He would, he would knock oh, me out in one punch. He can wallop That's you. his mighty wallop. wallop. But they keep saying the word wallop. Like every third word is wallop. And I just pissed myself laughing at it. It's really, really fun. See, I've only ever you- helped people have sex by burning down their hut. Nice. <laughs> what, babe, that's what gets me off. It worked. <laughs> the but real it was awful. matchmaker, as it were. It was, okay. yeah, it was awful because, like, agree. you know, they, they have the over-the-top acting in these Ubisoft games where they're just like, yo-ho, <laughs> come help me. Um, and then we'll it's drink awful. some bilge that's- water. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm down me hot so I can get some fuck on. <laughs> but yeah, also, we actually, all agree the horny missions in Ubisoft games are the best ones. Like in like it's the last just, Assassin's Creed game. They have to. I think, yeah, I feel the like Lauren brought up like a days. really good point <laughs> while playing it, which was just like the, um, you know, Ubisoft games have a kind of flavor with their writing that's very crass. <laughs> and, yeah. it, and it, they like play up a lot of, you know, booze and they play up a lot of pot and stuff. Um, I guess that's something I hadn't really noticed before, but like Lauren was playing the game and she's like, see, this is, this is weird. And it's like five conversations while she was on a boat where they just like brought up their like 
their balls like five times in a row and I was just like yo what like, the hell fair, like, if I was on a boat on, have you never been on a boat with five with several men? <laughs> because I can guarantee you this reminds me of the last balls. time I got a shag lads <laughs> yo ho what, what being on a boat with 15 guys in like this humid swamp it's like, yeah, balls are going to come up with a conversation. That's what Ubisoft does. They give you dude bro playgrounds under the guise of political intrigue or historical inaccuracy. It's true. I think you're spot on, dude. Um, and yeah. you know what? Mm-hmm. I like that. I, I'm completely cool with that. That's what makes Far Cry great. The playground element of it. It's called that's satire. Make, Assassin's Creed. But I'm going off the beaten path and I'm doing my own thing. I'm having a ball with it. Mm-hmm. I want to I wanna bring up something that you mentioned before, Jesse. And you were like, ah, if you ignore the main story, the game is really good. I hate that as a concept. Mm-hmm, me too. I, I despise Same. that. Because me, Ghost me, of Tsushima, let me, let me clarify that Ghost of Tsushima, every single side quest fed into the main story. Every single optional activity led into the main story and helped progress the story in some capacity. But the fact that you're saying ignore the main story and go fuck about instead sounds like awful game right, design. Let me, let me, let me, let me clarify. I, hate I, need, it. I need to clarify that. Because I kind of disagree with what you said about Ghost of Tsushima because not every single main side quest did. Some of them was just side quests to take a side quest. And that's what this game has. But I feel like a even lot of the quests do if, push you forward, but you're not sure where it's pushing you to. It's pushing the storyline. But I'm not quite sure what like yeah. what is next in the storyline. So, I feel I feel the same way. Where like I, I still haven't finished Ghost of Tsushima, but knowing where the game was heading because it's obvious um and it was all through the marketing of you know Jin becoming this ghost this ninja kind of character yeah um you could see like what i well i haven't finished ghost and i didn't love it as much as other people did um one of my favorite things was the fact that yeah those side missions um always served a purpose to kind of um better fill out the gaps left in the main story or it really informed Jin's character and it really told you where his headspace was and it really allowed you to explore um, some of the moral gray areas this character was kind of, um, you know, working through internally um, that, and it gave him kind of the option to kind of express those feelings out loud in a way that felt very natural to me. Um, Cause you know, when you're playing a game, it's, well, you've got Nathan Drake's that, you know, put off one liners and be like, Oh man, that mountain looks really high. But um, it was kind of refreshing to have a, uh, the main character. I kind killed of... 400 people. Now time to save the villagers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was refreshing My to have God. Jin do that, um, save the villagers, and then be able to reflect upon that while having a bath um, and have it really paint his kind of mental health for me or, you know, where he was kind of at, where he was sitting at the moment. In I like moment. that in more games, like just this like uh, self-contemplating sort of, area we can just relax and just I thought you can't just sit down and be like that was fucked that was fucked <laughs> I killed so many orphans holy shit Although, what's three. interesting <laughs> actually you can talk about that like you mentioned that but there's um, I mean I've been playing Divinity 2 a lot recently and there's because I've just finished the game uh, me and a couple of friends just finished the base game we completed it and were massively disappointed in the ending. And then we went back to the start and were like, you know, trying out a couple of different options and seeing how we sort of fleshed that out. And some of the dialogue options do change over time. At first, your character's like, oh my god, I just had to murder this person. Like, what the fuck? This is this is fucked up. 
And then, like, by the end of the game, you're like, yeah, look, I've killed, like, a small fucking nation's worth of people. If I have to kill a couple more, I don't give a shit. Whatever. Mm -hmm. You're like, it's fine. I've done it before. Who cares? Murder's okay. And so are your feelings. Well, (laughs) moving on to a game, another game where murder is okay. Spider-Man Miles Morales. (laughs) Um, Now, we are going to have a spoiler cast coming out later on this week, so we won't get into this game as much as we normally would. But let me just preface this with, I think I prefer this over Spider-Man 2018. I fucking love this. Ooh. Character development was better. The mission design was better. Um, I, obviously, you got the graphical improvements. Uh, can, we dis- okay, can we discuss the fidelity mode and the performance mode? So a lot of games have uh, oh, yes. a fidelity mode, which will run it in hopefully 4K. And then a performance mode where it will run 60 frames. You rarely get both. <laughs> What did you guys find yourself playing more in? Because they are both incredible on this, but deeply frustrating that you can't have... You can't be taken either two. I need both. Give me performance mode or give me death. <laughs> I'm, I'm on the... Okay, this is what I, I, would, I would do. Whenever there was an underground mission and I knew there was going to be a lot of purple neon lighting, I would go to fidelity mode because it looked amazing. There is one area where you go into a certain character's... Um, Workshop. It's like a rundown old like uh, electronic store. That's the I front of it. Just least. did that mission. That go back and do that in fidelity mode. It is, it is the best looking area I have seen in a game bar none. It's incredible. It's really but then great. swinging around at sixty frames per second is is game changing. It's inc- it, it, it's exhilarating. Yeah, I I, I can't decide which one I like better. Josh, what were you going to say? Sorry, oh, I was just going to say that um. I played through the entire story in um, fidelity mode, locked at 30 frames. Um, but I really struggled as somebody who, you know, doesn't play PC games. I really struggled um, going into performance mode, seeing how much smoother it ran and um, how much better it kind of felt to be swinging or um, even in combat. And then going back to fidelity mode um, and seeing the ray traced reflections and stuff on the, on the buildings really added a lot of oh um, life so to the city. I felt, and it really, you know, made it feel like a step up from Spider-Man PS4. Um, but that's, it's just a very frustrating trade-off. Um, you can either have the city feel more alive and really make it feel like a next gen game, or you can have it feel so good. <laughs> like, yeah, like wise, my enjoyment like- of web swinging went up so much, you know? Hey, Sony. Remember how you ported Horizon Zero Dawn to the PC? Do that with yeah. Spider-Man. I think it's going to happen. I would. I, I would buy. I would buy it again. I would absolutely buy the games again. Um, I've been playing both Spider-Man Remastered and Miles Morales yeah. at the same time, yeah. and I have experienced more bugs in my. I don't know well, about five Spider-Man, hours of playtime so in be, Miles Morales than I did throughout my entire playthrough of Spider-Man on the PS4. Wow. And some of them are very minor and just kind of a little bit funny. Like you punch an enemy onto like next to a truck and then all of a sudden he's teleported on top of the truck. But you've already pressed that you're going to do the finisher. So you do the finishing combo teleport on, on an invisible person who then like teleports <laughs> next to you once you once the animation's finished playing. And that's quite entertaining. However, I had one, not game breaking, but I had one bug where I had to restart the mission. Thankfully, Ugh. it was very early on in the mission, so what it happened? wasn't a problem. Um, when 
so very minor spoilers, but it was something that we saw in the trailers, so I don't mind actually talking about it. Um, the, the mission where Miles and his housemate are leaving to go to his mum's rally. Yeah. And they get to all the food trucks and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And you're Which made me miss food trucks, trucks so much. Stuff. Like, oh my God, I'm, I was so hungry after that. The, the food <laughs> in this game, to me rivaled Final Fantasy. It made yeah, me so hungry there. and I there. need to experience a Puerto Rican Christmas because it looks amazing. Right. Um, but yeah, so like it was that um, that mission and very early on you chat to a character, an NPC that you get to know rather well during Spider-Man 2018. Um, Gloria, the mm. youngest lady who then goes and helps out at the feast. Heck yeah. And yeah, Miles has a cute little conversation with her, just like, a, oh, hey, how are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, very nice, very lovely. Cool. And then the camera pans out and you can continue walking. The camera panned out and I could walk about four steps to the left, four steps to the right and four steps backwards. And that was it. I was blocked in this bubble. I could I not really move want out you to of talk to her. She's a really interesting person. You should stay there and talk with her. That's Miles' internal I was, punishment. <laughs> <laughs> I was more than happy to stand there and chat to Gloria, but the game is like, okay, you can move along now, but it's not letting me actually move. And so I'm just stuck in this invisible bubble for some reason. And it's think, clearly the boundaries for where Miles as a character can stand during yeah, that cutscene. Yeah. It's clearly where the boundary is supposed to be. And so, you know, that's why it's sort of locked there. But yeah, it just, it didn't work. Yeah. So I had to just restart the mission and then it worked without a problem. I have but- a lot of thoughts on this game and you might even see it in written form sometime up in the site. Stay tuned. Storymodegaming.com? Storymodegaming.com. Subtle plug. Friend of the show. Storymodegaming. No, but what I found extremely frustrating actually during my time with Miles because um, I don't want to go too deep into a lot of things because I really do have a lot of thoughts on this game. Oh, the spoiler cast were going hard because oh, yeah. I, I have a lot of thoughts and like, a lot of... Spider-Man 2018 of, is like one of, of my favourite games of all time. Um, and going to Miles, I was extremely excited. Um, and they changed up the controls a bit for combat. Um, mm. One thing, uh, you know, you tap the right bumper to fire off your gadgets kind of thing. Um, and previously, to bring up your kind of um, quick select menu or your weapon wheel... Um, to select your gadgets, it was the left bumper. So you just hold down the left bumper, um, you know, select a gadget, then fire it off with the opposite bumper. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. And now, now it's, um, you know, you hold down the right bumper to bring up that weapon wheel and you tap it, tap the, tap the exact same button just to fire it off quickly. So I had yeah. a lot of problems during combat where it wouldn't register. My button press wasn't long enough to be a wep- for the weapon wheel to come up on screen but it wasn't short enough to fire off a gadget and the game didn't know which one I was selecting. So it did nothing. So I'd be really relying on the, um, you know, the bullet time that I'd be offered by holding down the, you know, the quick select button. Um, and I wouldn't get it. Um, cause he'd fire off a gadget or do something else. And it was incredibly frustrating. Um, and it never led to a death or anything, but like there was a couple of audible, Oh, like come the fuck on like yeah i don't know why this is happening like it's it's really poor step backwards i feel like in the controls and it has to be done um just cuz there isn't enough buttons on the controller to kind of you know allow you to select everything and pull off some of miles new moves um yeah. but it was incredibly frustrating um just being stopped dead in my tracks 
when I thought I was firing off a weapon and I was able to do that perfectly fine in the last game, but here it was just not registering properly. And another thing I want to pull up is a really minor thing, but it's something I feel I feel kind of held back by. And the game's like, hey, go to the next mission. And I'm like, cool, I'm going to web swing my way through New York and go to my next mission. And then I'll be about 10 metres away from the mission and then a crime in progress will happen. I'll go do that. And then I'll be like, okay, right, I'm now 400 metres away from my mission. Go back to my mission. And then I'm 200 metres away and another crime in progress and then another one. And I feel like I'm constantly being... It's like, yeah, yeah, go go. You're going to let those civilians die, Simon? But also there's that. And it's, that's fine. <laughs> like, I feel if, guilty if, if, I, if I, I do. But that's the whole point of Spider-Man. Like, he has a lot of shit going on that you have to juggle that. I think that that's almost a, that's a, that's a bug more feature kind of thing. <laughs> that's but why I, 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 in Spider-Man 2, he gave up being Spider-Man. And exactly. when he saw the ghost of Uncle Ben, he said, no, I am Spider-Man no more. And then he <laughs> left it in the alleyway and Nickelback played. Oh, jeez, oh, fuck. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Yeah, thank you for that stunning reenactment. Um, but, no, it's, it's one of those things. Gonna get Chad Kruger. I know it's Friend very much like a, a game design issue more so than anything. Yeah. But I felt that I was being more sidetracked, like more frequently in Miles oh. Morales than I was during Spider-Man. And yeah. I think that's because, you know, Miles Morales is kind of aware of the shorter runtime that it has. So it's trying to pad it out a little pad bit. Pad it out, yeah. And I, I appreciate that in some regards, but oh my God, is it pissing me off on another hand? Like, I'm like, I just want to get this mission done. But yeah. I think but, that, that, that's I mean, more up to you. If you, if, you want to, if you want to finish the mission, finish the mission. Like, it's not forcing you to do one or the other. No, it's, it's absolutely not forcing me under any but circumstances. But I understand, But I'm yeah. sat there going like, oh, I want this suit. I want to craft that suit. And I need, what, 20 fucking activity tokens? Jesus Christ. Yeah. All right. Well, exactly. sure. I'm going to do every fucking crime in progress that shows up because I want those fucking activity tokens. <laughs> I don't that's know. actually as like somebody as somebody who plays Monster Hunter. I don't. I I can't hear you complain about grinding. It's not. Grinding. I, 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 I just can't. It's I not can't. the way of life. It's not the grinding <laughs> that's upsetting me at all. It's just the fact that I've done all of the all of the crimes within a designated area, which is where my mission is, and I'm trying to still get to the that's mission. It. But another one pops up, and I'm like, "Well, it's an activity token. Can we I'm actually? Go get it. Can we I speak like about the concept?" Of like, hey, you've done all the crime in this area. The area is safe. No it's more free crime. Free of crime, Spider-Man. This <laughs> area has you. seven crime. <laughs> Don't go there. Um, can we actually talk about like how well paced the story is? Because I didn't actually, I I still haven't spent a lot of time with a lot of the side objectives. I've dabbled in them. Um, but like I wanted to blitz through it in a couple of playthroughs. And uh, I mean, in a couple of, you know, play sessions. And um, like it was so well paced, especially coming from Spider-Man PS4 that had an awesome story that was really, you know, engaging and fun to go through, but also had a lot of um, downtime that on like oh, yeah, repeat playthroughs, yeah. yeah, it was just like kind of just dead air. We can save that mainly for the spoiler cast because we'll need to go into spoilers from a lot of that, but I agree. I think one of the biggest strengths of this game, knowing that it's a shorter, a shorter game, it was expertly written. All killer, um, no filler. And it means it means you yeah. went from set piece <laughs> to set album. piece. Like every mission was a massive set piece. It was fucking cool because it felt more like one of the movies. Um, yeah, totally. It, and also, Miles is just an absolute champion. As soon as I, I finished the game, then I had to go watch Into the Spider-Verse again just to appreciate Miles more and more. And 
Oh, we're gonna, is, yeah, we'll, we'll leave it there because we're going to get into spoilers soon. Um, yeah. And go into Call of Duty Cold War, which I think I'm the only one here who's played. I haven't played much of it, to be honest, because the download for this game is fucked and can suck my dick. Be frank. <laughs> so I started playing the game and I think we've all heard that Call of Duty has some weird wankery with its download size and speed and stuff like that. And PS5 has been having some download issues regarding the queue. Um... So I start playing the game and it's like, okay, this game is, is, is fun. It's a little bit more arcadey than I remember Call of Duty being. It reminds me a little bit of um, like the light gun games you'd play at an arcade. Like you kind of just like turn on the spot. This character's popping out from behind a barrel and you shoot and stuff like that. It felt a little bit odd. But again, early days. Um, I go to the next mission. It's like, you haven't downloaded this part yet. Like, what? Not what? No. Yeah, this I have. <laughs> You go, you check the game and it says, yeah, you've got the whole thing. And then I had to uninstall it and reinstall it. So it downloaded the multiple packs. So you got the multiplayer pack, the zombie pack, and the campaign split across two or three packs. And I downloaded one. And you would think that the first pack would include the first, say, say four missions. But it included the first one and a half. Jesse, Jesse, what you're missing out on here is it's just like Metal Gear Solid 4. Where between chapters, when the game was installing to your PS3 hard drive, you got to watch Snake, old Snake, sit up and just have a cigarette for about half an hour while your game I fucking wish installed to your hard drive. In this, I'm just going to come up Ronald with warnings saying smoking is hazardous <laughs> to your health. <laughs> God, I He's been there smoking for like six hours. <laughs> in this game, yeah, you get, or, or you get to just stare at a Ronald Reagan's ugly. <laughs> shit face <laughs> now I will, again another thing i need to go into the multiplayer a bit more i haven't tried zombies as of yet um but i'm hearing good things um the multiplayer is, is pretty tight like this isn't I, I i've said this multiple times before i'm not the biggest call of duty fan i was just curious about this one it's not the multiplayer isn't grabbing me like the old call of duty games did but hey it, it, it's fun and goddamn pretty so, um, just briefly talking about the zombies, um, Len was saying... Um, Len from Fan day, Critical? Um, yeah, Len from Fan Critical um, it was saying the other day that he's running into uh, literally system-crashing bugs whilst playing Ugh. COD. Yeah. Uh, he was saying roughly when he, when he gets to roughly sort of like round 24 or so, of zombies, you know, which is a oh. decent in time investment. After sort of round twenty four ish, it starts to crash no. either the I've game actually, or the system. I've seen I'm him out. things about I'm calling out like, bullshit. I know I've he seen speedrunners. He can't pass it, and he's he's lying. Like actual professional players out, have lost progress because of this. Like it's not just Len. Like it, it is like a known issue where like the game just can't handle it once you get up to that stage. Yeah. Crazy. Which is weird, because, like, yeah, round 24 is a decent time investment, but it's not massive. It's not huge. That's, you know, a fair bit of time, but it's not, like, the end of the game. So, yeah, I don't know. Well, it's um, an interesting thing to sort of bring up, I guess. Moving into another ultra-violent game, that, and, and another game that we're going to do a bit of a spoiler cast with um, later in the week, because there is a lot to discuss in regards to the story of this game. Bug snacks, bug Fucking snacks. Bug snacks. Na 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 <laughs> That was really... I don't know which one of you guys did that, but that was really good. Um, yeah. Why, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Josh, Lord, and myself, we've all finished it. Sam, have you started it yet? 
I've started it and I'm still very early on. Okay. Um, what do we think of it? Because I loved it. Love it. I absolutely adore it. Mm-hmm. It was pretty good. It's pretty good. I pretty am good. currently, currently l- loving a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I haven't, I haven't been grabbed yet. I I'm think- appreciating it for what it is, but I haven't been. There, there. It was the same with me. There was like, okay, this is a very simplistic game loop. Oh, there's a story. Oh, there's a story. Okay, there's a moment that kind of grabbed me mm-hmm. up, and mm-hmm. it comes a lot down to the dialogue and the the characters. They are so well written and so well acted that I would die for them all. Chadlow. I love them all. Um, Chadlow. Oh. Chandler. Yeah. Chandler is the best. <laughs> best boy. I've, I've gotten down to the beach and I found the the shepherd yep. man. And the and scramble. Singer. Yeah, and the singer. Yeah, Wiggles. Um, yeah. Uh, Wiggle. And uh, Wiggles. Wiggles, yes. Wiggles. Who I I find mildly uncomfortable. Like their presence she's makes me moving. a bit uncomfortable. She's always oh, yeah. dancing. Yeah, man. She's she's a little um, bit wiggling. She's wiggling. Yeah, but I'm like, uh, can you not yeah, turn it down about, a little? Well, speaking of oh, that was a segue there. Speaking of tone, the game strikes a really interesting tone, kind of in the same way like Pixar movies do. Where okay, it looks like it's very much for kids, and I won't get too much into the, the undertones of the game that we all could tell we're there from the trailer, but I won't get into that too much. But just some of the dialogue is very adult at times. Not not like very adult. It's not like, oh, great, I ate a strawberry, now my dick's a strawberry. Um, <laughs> but there are like these like odd sexual themes that they throw in there every now and then, and they're very funny because they come from nowhere. Yeah. Uh, there's one character who says, they're on camera, and she's like, "Stop this, or, or what? Um, you can't leave, or we'll have to restrain you." And she just looks at the other characters like, "Not on camera." Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> that, was, that was an old-fashioned bondage joke. <laughs> nice. It's a video game, just like, like Dad used to make. I think. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell! You guys, dads didn't, didn't make the. Uh, on. Yeah, no, I, I really love the characters. Uh, he did Thanks love me for joining us today on uh, Story Mode. <laughs> we can't leave it like this. <laughs> the safety word is mum. God, that got, that got dark. But I think this is one of those games that unfortunately a lot of people are looking over. It is free on PlayStation Plus, so I recommend getting it if, you, if you've got PlayStation Plus, which I recommend getting. Um, but a lot of people are like, oh, this doesn't look next gen, so I'm not going to play it. That's not what this is. Not every no. game needs to look amazing. And this mm-hmm. this is a, a game that could have come out on really any of the last generation. This could have been a PS1 game, really, for what it is. But that's not what it... It's not meant to show off what the PS5 can do. It is a, a fun, a really fun, well-written story. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of, like... You can complete it in less than 10 hours as well and see, yeah, like, it's pretty, absolutely it's, it's everything. It's pretty short. Yeah, it's really it's great. It's one of those things I don't understand. There are a lot of people bitching about, like, oh, the gameplay is so simplistic and stuff. But they're the same people who are like, oh, I love Conkers and I like Spyro and I like Croc. It's like, it's the same shit. Like, these are simple games. I simple know, games it made are me think really hard. <laughs> really hard at times. I, I, I do wish there were moments where there was a little bit more complex with how you catch the bug snacks. Yeah, yeah that, um, that was my one of my biggest things was, like, I found, I, I found that once you kind of got... To a certain point, everything could be caught the same way. 
Yeah. There was one kinda... tool that I wasn't using right for the whole game, and I found it like literally right there. I'm like, ah, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I've been on fire so many times because I couldn't do anything. Yeah. And yeah, like, I guess like, that's not necessarily like a bad thing, you know, like because mm. you do have to catch quite a few different um, bug snacks throughout the story if you're going to do the main story or any of the story quests, as, the side quests, sorry, as well. Um, like it's going to, it's a lot of going back and forth and then catching and taking it back and then get the next quest and then catching the next thing. And then, like that's literally the main the aim of the game. It's kind of like see everything that has to offer in terms of the different bug snacks and then also like follow the story. But yeah, like I, I just kind of thought after a while, um, the simplicity of that just kind of, or not the simplicity because it, what it did have a level of difficulty, like how, how do you possibly get the, um, get the trap up so high to catch something that's in the air? You know, if it's not coming down because I'm not enticing it with like different sources that it likes or, angry things that it likes to fight. Like how do you get it down, you know, from, from the sky? Um, but, yeah, it just after a while it just seemed to be like you just Use this do the one same tool thing over and over OP. and over again. Yeah. Yeah. But I yeah. also felt like that was good progression because over time you became more confident with your tools and your abilities and you were able to catch them in different ways. Um, so you got to be a bit more creative with it. So I felt like it was kind mm. of empowering over time when you did – unlock certain tools that were, you know, made maybe catching some earlier, like lower tier bug snacks uh, a bit simpler or, you know, um, I don't know, you know, you, you were able to do it while you were just quickly running through the area performing errands. Mm-hmm. One big complaint either I do have about the game is there are load screens between areas and they didn't need to be. They're, with with it, what yeah, the they PS5 can do, there doesn't need to be a load screen there. And that, that's annoying. I wish this was, hey, this isn't like the prettiest looking game. This isn't got like ray tracing and 4K and blah, blah, blah. But this is just showing that, hey, load screen and stuff like that are basically a thing of the past. We don't have to worry about them area to area. They weren't I, too it, long, were they? I can't remember them. They weren't too long, but they were uh, annoying, especially because there was no fast travel. Yeah. You're right. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, hard reckon this game, it's a cross between Ape Escape, Pokemon Snap, and Outer Wilds. That's yeah. how I'd sum it up. Um, I got I got really big out of wild vibes from it at times, um, level design wise, and also okay. story wise, the depth of the story at times. Um, but moving on to a game that I haven't played, but Josh and Lorne have. Sack boy, tell me about it. Boy, it's your boy's big adventure. Yeah, boy, mm-hmm. tell <laughs> us about your sack. So um, yeah, we pick it up sack boy at launch, and we're we're slowly making our way through it. We haven't played it in a couple couple nights now. It's um it's a pretty straightforward kind of gonna change. Um it's pretty much mm-hmm. it reminds me a lot of the Super Mario three D world, three D land kind of formula. Um mm-hmm. wherein that it, it's a fixed camera angle and you're kind of moving through these almost like diorama styled levels. Um and uh, they're pretty simple platforming challenges with lots of like, you know, hidden, you know, secret star coins and stuff off the hidden yeah. off the hidden trail. Um, so it's pretty easy just to kind of like go through and just, you know, beat the level. Um, but there's quite a bit of fun and like, you know, puzzle solving and like, you know, investigating, exploring to be found when you are looking for the hidden collectibles. Um, mm. and the, the, and the completionist games. vibe of it too is, is quite, I think, I think it's getting bigger. I think as we're going through, um, yeah, as I feel like each like- level, 
Yeah, like at the start it was just kind of make your way through um, and if you want to collect the three like hidden orbs that are around the place um, and then, yeah, as it gets further on, it's like, okay, well now you got to complete it within like a certain time limit or you can't die at all. You can't lose a single like life throughout any of it. Um, and then, yeah, you, one of them was weird. It was like, you have to find this secret item, but it was like right in front of the goalposts. So I don't know why that was an optional, like, yeah. see if you can do this, you know, kind of a situation. That was a participation but. trophy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think so. You've got this far. Well done. Have you guys, when you've been doing your trophy hunting and stuff like that, have you guys been using the card system? Uh, mm-hmm. We actually have a bit. Um, that's, that's fine. It's there. So just for anyone who's not aware of the card system, um, when you're playing through a game, you can tap the PlayStation button now, the, the home button. You can tap it, bring up a quick menu, and it brings up these activity cards. Um, and some of them will also show you quick videos of how to complete a trophy. So say you need to collect a certain item, it will show you roughly where it is. Yeah. Um, so rather than going to your phone and Googling it, which, you know, we've all hit those sort of walls in games before. Um, I it gives you a really, really easy way to do it. I, I love it. I think it's it's super easy because it's making going back and getting those trophies really easy. And on top of that, with the card system, you can then bounce around different areas within the game where you haven't yeah. got all the trophies. So it's like, okay, I'm going to go straight there. And it loads you directly uh, there as well, which it's is great. brilliant. Um, that's so what you did with Astrid. Astro's Playroom the other night. As well, yeah. Just being able to, like, fast yeah, travel constantly directly. constantly opening up. Yeah. No. I've done it once with Astro's, and I've done it once with Bugsnags. It's thus far. it's pretty awesome, honestly. I love um, it. Like, I think it's fantastic. We've been, I used it quite a bit um, in, like, some Sackboy levels where um, I might be missing a collectible or two, and, yeah, you just hit the PlayStation button, and it comes up with a little guide instead of ripping out my phone or hopping on the computer. Um, you're just able to, mm-hmm. you know, watch a little video that doesn't quite give away the whole puzzle, perhaps or give you everything but you know still makes you feel like you're kind of earning it a little bit but it's yeah it's it's actually surprisingly well implemented whereas that was something that Mm -hmm. i saw um and i was kind of like what's the point like i'm just going to hop on ign wiki guides or you know (laughs) google it or hop on youtube it's more of a nudge it's more of a nudge in the right direction like you and you still feel like you've sold yourself yeah um, I'm not, I'm not putting down the controller like, to do something else and getting distracted yeah. by Twitter or something. Um, um, so if you go on like a, a little engaging. guide, it, it, it spells it out for you. And you always yeah. have the risk of looking too far ahead and spoiling what's coming up next. That's it. Mm-hmm. This is like, this is exactly what you want. Here is, we're going to show you how to get to it right up to the last like five seconds and then you're on your own. But here's the general ballpark of what you, where you need to be. Yeah. And I feel like oh. it's tucked away just enough where it's not shoved in your face all that often as well. Yeah. Um, so, no, you know, no. play how you want to play, you know, if you want, if you want to have a bit of a hand, you know, not too mm. proud, so, good stuff. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Sackboy. I think Boy, we're enjoying the outfit changes in Sackboy as well. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Going back to the shop, changing yeah. up our looks. So like, just like in Little Big Planet, you can customize your little sack person. Um, it's weird in this one, you can't do it. Um, in the middle of a level just by pressing a button like you could in Little Big Planet. Uh. Um, rather, you go back to the hub and you visit um, a little shop that reminds me a bit of like of a toad house or something. And there's a yeah. cute little cute little guy there that'll like sell you some outfits um, and you'll be able to, you know, access your wardrobe there. Um, from what I've seen so far, there aren't any like um, third-party cameos or any other like Sony first-party stuff in, in the main oh, game. I heard that, um, I mean, I, I did see that there were pre-order bonuses that gave you some 
PlayStation character outfits. Um, I really wish I had gotten the Sam Porter Bridges one because I would have owned that for the whole game. Um, <laughs> but there's some cute little outfits there. Oh, yeah. And it's fun putting together some outfits from like makeshift parts and, you know, creating your own little cute yeah. design and then smacking oh. each other with them. And Sorry, Josh, just yeah. mentioning Death Stranding, that thing you retweeted today about Kojima needing to re-release Death Stranding on the PS5 to implement like, the triggers. It was the one balance. of the first things I said Holy playing Astro's shit. Playroom was like, I turned to Lauren, I'm like, yo, like Death Stranding was made for this controller. Like, give me Death Stranding mm. remastered. Let me platinum that bad boy again. Uh, I'd, be, I'd be so about that. Hedaro, uh, friend of the show, <laughs> do it. I'll pay you in Lego and spaghetti. Two favorite things. <laughs> So, as somebody who doesn't have Sackboy, should I get Sackboy? Yeah, I mean, like, it's good fun to smash through with, like, on your own, I feel. Um, it's a bit simple. I feel like it's going to be more fun with someone, though. Like, yeah. I, I don't, it It kind of reminded me of, I, I really enjoyed Yoshi's Woolly World when I played it, but when I finished it, I was, when I, and same with um, uh, Toad's Treasure Tracker as well, um, yeah. Captain Toad Treasure Tracker. Uh, when you finish both those games, you kind of just go, well, that, I well. feel like I'm 10 years too old, you know, like for the logic in the game and all that, yeah, you know, yeah. like I kind of feel like it's definitely like anyone can play it and it's it's got something for everyone, but it's definitely kind of a bit it's below and yeah, an adult's like um, fucking so meter. I would guess. I be scratching that itch with just playing Astros? Yeah. Yeah. Ah, okay. Possibly. It's, um, it, I feel bad for Sackboy because Sackboy was meant to be the the mascot for the PlayStation and then Astros mm. come in and is like, get out of here. I'm a robot. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Hessian? Hessian? Yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, I think um, when we played the first level, so like when we got the PS5 that night, I think we uh, we started up Sackboy really late and we got through the first level and we were like, oh, this is what it, okay, this is what it is. Cool. All right, well, we'll get to that like tomorrow. We'll try it again and we went to bed. And then the next night we went through, like we tore through maybe like 10 levels Um trying to get all the collectibles and everyone. And when we didn't go back to the start and try and figure out where it is and yeah, just, um, yeah, just, just that kind of stuff, getting all, getting more uh, little, they have bells in this one as well. I was like, Animal Crossing. Oh no. Um, it's bleeding. <laughs> and uh, yeah, getting more outfits and all that kind of stuff, changing your emotes. So then now I'm my, uh, my little sack person does a little meditation, but they're very angry about it. Um, <laughs> angry meditation. Just, like, Angry meditation. Mad, yeah. to that. Mad yeah, yeah, yeah. Change, change your emotes, change your faces. So like, you know, and the, at the end there, whoever gets the most, it's kind of like Rayman in, in terms of like, um, you've got this many bells. So you got a bronze trophy. You reach the next threshold, you get a silver trophy for it. Um, and whoever gets the most gets their little picture taken. So whoever uh, out of us gets the most, we try and, and disrupt the photo. Um, yeah. with, with whacking, a lot of whacking, a lot of throwing people places. Um, so like, yeah, the co-op part of it is definitely a lot, uh, probably a lot of the charm that comes with it. Like, I feel like, yeah, if you played it by yourself, it would be a bit, yeah, a bit but yeah, after, bit after basic. going through it all in that night, um, like 10 levels or so. Yeah. It, it definitely picked up, but I think, yeah, you got to make your own kind of entertainment as well yeah you know? i feel like some of the moves they have on offer as well um like aren't necessary to actually beat the game or like, you know progress through the mm. level but they're fun to pull off and it's fun to chain them together kind of like mario where it is fun to kind of do you know a side flip or something like it just feels good um but it's not necessary to like 100 percent the level 
but you're able to kind of abuse it in certain ways and stuff. So it's kind of fun. It's like a, mm-hmm. it's a really charming little 3D platformer. Hearing good things. Um, mm. Another game that I, I played um, was Fortnite. Again, I, used, I play Fortnite with a bunch of my mates. So it's one of those games, people talk shit about it, but at its core, it's still a pretty fun game. I like Battle Royale games. Um, but something that disappointed me is the game ha- has ray tracing in it, but it's not the same ray tracing you get on PC. So you're not going to get that RTX quality ray tracing. Um, it, on consoles, it uses space, screen space reflections. So the reflections that you see off a reflective surface are only what you see on your screen. So say you're standing in front of, it's kind of hard to explain, say you're standing in front of a reflective mirror, um, it's you, then some grass, and then the mirror. All you'll see reflected is you and the grass, not what's behind you, because you're only seeing what's on your screen. It can't, it's not going to generate the car or whatever behind you. And so when you see yourself run past the building, it looks pretty cool because, hey, it wasn't that before and it, it looks okay. If but then when you SSR, stop for a moment and you turn around, it's like, oh, that's weird. If, if it's screen space, space reflections that they're using, then it's not ray tracing at all. I, yeah, they kind of use that in, in place of ray tracing. So they're almost trying to sell no. that off as ray tracing. Yeah. That's not ray tracing yeah. at all. Cheap. Damn it, Fuck Epic. It. Are they using like, like ray tracing for the lighting, perhaps? I think they're doing ray tracing elsewhere. Shadows. Um, yeah. And like the lighting, yeah, the, the lighting looks really good in this game now. Because if they're trying to like tout, you know, Unreal Engine as being like built for the PS5 and then, I mean, this isn't the, no. this isn't the native PS5 version though, is it? With no. Unreal, no. Unreal 5 or? No, it's an upgraded PS4 version, I believe. Yeah. Oh. But I mean, other than that, Fortnite looks, looks and plays really well. I just found that really annoying because, yeah, I think when they, they, they said ray tracing, so you kind of assume that you would get the full ray tracing package. But I think you're right. I think the lighting has it because the lighting does look phenomenal in the game now. But when you walk past a screen or a reflective mirror, it's like, hmm, weird. Wait for the proper next gen <laughs> Fortnite experience next yeah, year. Yeah, Fortnite 2. What are the triggers two like? Night. Did the triggers do anything? Um, same, look, kind of- same like kind of COD. So different weapons, mm-hmm. you'll feel the triggers uh, react a little bit differently. So shotguns mm-hmm. more got more for crack to it. You can feel the vibration really, really well with an AR and stuff like that. It's, it's real cool. cool. I like mm-hmm. it. Um, and then real quickly, uh, I gave God of War a go today as part of the uh, what is it? The PlayStation something collection. PlayStation Plus yeah. collection. Yeah. PlayStation Plus yeah. collection. Um, there's a bunch of PlayStation kind of classic games that you can go through and you can download and then. Mo- I believe all of them actually have um, upgraded next-gen modes to them. So God of War, kind of like Spider-Man. Born. Yeah, Bloodborne runs at 60, I'm pretty sure. No, it doesn't. Oh, it doesn't? No, no, it doesn't. The things I do for no, no, Bloodborne no, no, at 60 no. frames. Uh, well, I'm just going to use an excuse. Now I can't play it and I can't lose it lose and <laughs> die a million times. But I played God of War and God of War, like Spider-Man, uh, Miles Morales, there is a fidelity and a performance mode. Fidelity mode looks good. Obviously, it, was, it wasn't it was made with a PS5 in mind, so there's only so much they could stretch it to look next gen. But performance mode, God of War running in 60 frames per second. Oh my God. I, I, I'm going to replay the whole game again from scratch. Because it is... Um, oh, oh, for what it's heart. worth, uh, just in terms of backwards compatibility, um, I've played Divinity 2 um, the other day with uh, with Josh mm-hmm. and Gaz and Len from, uh, from Fan Critical. And 
Gaz is the only one without the PS5 at the moment. And so the three of us that were on PS5 Gaz, were experiencing doing? some weird... Yeah, some weird... Issues? Yeah. Um, nothing major. Nothing. Nothing's broken. Nothing's unplayable. But, like, the frame rate is all over the fucking shop. Uh. And there was, like, screen tearing and shit happening at random Imagine points. Imagine it's, like, um, just because it hasn't got a cap at some points... So it's just like going yes. incredibly smooth and then the frame rate gets capped and it's down again and you're like, whoa. Yeah. Like some some of the some of the bigger effects, like um there's a spell called Earthquake, which does exactly as it sounds. It makes this huge earthquake and that completely kills the frame rate. <laughs> and then it just and then as soon as it's finished playing that animation, it speeds all the way back up to fucking sixty. Like that. And it is scary because it's just suddenly <laughs> like, oh, look, there's a couple of little figures doing a thing. Yeah. And then, holy shit, they're like what sped the up on coffee and cocaine yeah, <laughs> and bouncing off the walls. Crazy. Very weird. Breakfast um, of champions. Yes. Um, <laughs> and then uh, my partner was playing Ratchet and Clank from the Ooh, PlayStation yeah. Plus collection. I didn't notice any difference, personally, yeah. compared yeah. to the PS4 version, which... Was yeah, I mean I was fire the PS4 version is phenomenal. That's the thing. Like um, I haven't noticed any differences in terms of the way the game plays or looks or anything like that. Other than I think it is slightly smoother, but that's about it. It got a PS4 um, Pro patch. I know that. I, I didn't yeah, play so it I think it must that. be running that. Yeah. You know, you just um, reminded me of though with the new Ratchet and Clank uh, Rift. What is it? Rift apart. Rift apart. Yeah. Rift apart into the Spider Verse. Um. How good are the weapons going to feel with the triggers? Oh yeah, like the dude. weird, yeah. weird weapons. Oh yeah. Um, mm. When I was playing Astro, Astro's Playroom, that's the game I kept thinking about. Is Ratchet and Clank? I think Ratchet and Clank is going to be the first. Sorry, take the back. I think Ratchet and Clank is going to be the second great game we play on next gen hardware. First being Miles. <laughs> that's fair. That's a fair statement. Um, but yeah. yeah, so the the backwards compatibility is working without any major issues. tweaks as, as of course it would on a, on a launch console and stuff like that. Thing. But um, for what, the parts that are working, I think work pretty well. I'm actually really impressed yeah, I mean, that Divinity was even getting, like, you know, that frame rate was getting so smooth. It kind of makes me want to dive deeper into my backlog. Yeah, and like, do some games run like fully locked at 60 or see um, how like insanely overheated my PS5 gets when some games don't have un- like they, when they do have uncapped frame that, rates. <laughs> that is one thing I do want to bring up is, you know, I know we mentioned it in the last podcast, but people were talking about, oh, these systems are so quiet, blah, blah, blah. This thing is not silent. <laughs> yeah, it's not silent though. I find there the, are the absolutely X-bot, times, and I mean, X-bot's I'm I'm a, I'm a slightly different user at the moment because it is literally right yeah. next to me, like right fucking true, next true. to me, next to me. <laughs> um, so you know, I I do definitely hear it, especially during some of the more intense moments of like Miles Morales as an example. I think it, it's never going to be like whisper quiet. It's a lot quieter than the jet engine that was the Pro and the PS4. But again, like you said, you're sitting right next to it. Yeah, so, so but, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a different. I have it from a slightly different perspective um, than most other people. Real quickly, if you have it on the other side of your living room. You won't hear much of it at all. Yeah, definitely. I rarely but, hear anything, and when I do, I think it's the disc drive. Yeah, I, it is absolutely just um, the disc drive. Just before we wrap up, though, some people were having an issue with how loud the PS5 was, and they found out that it's 
due to a sticker near the fan coming off a little bit and hitting the fan oh. and the fan rotates so they can fix it but avoids the warranty because you have to go in and take the sticker off. Mm. Oh. <laughs> so that's that's not great. The Xbox um, the Xbox is very, very quiet. Um, though also very, very robust. I saw somebody on Twitter accidentally spilled a glass of wine to the top of this. And they what? make and it still works. So Jesus. Oh god. Yeah. Um I heard I just I just heard the fan starts to whine every now and then. Hey. Look, I use that I use that joke on Twitter as well, but I thought, fuck it, I'll do it on a podcast. That's a <laughs> great was like, joke. Oh, fuck. All right, wrap it up there. So if you want to listen to more... (laughs) Hang on. Just before we do, there's two very, uh, like, very final things I want to talk about. One, Miles Morales. um, Just going back to that very quickly. The facial animations for Miles' mum. Oh, so good. Jaw-droppingly. What a lady. Shout out. Rio Morales. What a woman. Yeah, Rio Rhea Morales is an absolute champion. But whoever it was was the uh, motion capture for her face did an incredible job. Uh everyone behind that did an incredible job because there was there was a scene and I noticed like little movements, a little very natural facial movements that I wouldn't have noticed, I think, had I not been playing it on a PS5. So full credit to the team there. And also I've got a slightly faulty controller. So <laughs> fuck that. What's wrong with it? Um, the options button, the start button, is a bit faulty bit and doesn't work properly. Uh, you know what you can do? Um, an, old, an old trick I did when I spilled Gatorade on my PlayStation Vita. <laughs> I spilled Gatorade on my Vita and it smelled like Gatorade for the entire life of the Vita. So you, so um, you fixed it, you made it better then? What I did was, yeah, you, made it better. you grab, a tooth, grab an old toothbrush, get a bit of water on it, and just kind of like scrub the options button. And if there is anything caught in there, the bristles on the toothbrush pull it out. And it'll dissolve the sugar mm. from the Gatorade. <laughs> See, what, what Simon hasn't said is he too spilled Gatorade. It happens to us all, Simon. I spilled no, watermelon no, no, juice. No, no, no. It was Powerade, Excuse Rain, you. Excuse you. Powerade. I'm, I'm a real gamer boy. It was clearly Mountain Dew. <laughs> oh, Here we go. <laughs> All right, so if you want to check out more of our our stuff, our episodes, our talking, our discussions, our banter, our puns, we're on Spotify and iTunes. So subscribe, leave us a review. You can also check out Fan Critical Podcasts um, while you're at it. They're on all good podcasting services. Check our stuff out at storymodegaming.com. Um, I've just finished up my Xbox review. Go give that a squiz. Um, and like Josh said, we should have some more reviews up throughout the week. Um, should have probably Miles Morales and the PS5 review will be up later on this week. Now that I've said it on, you know, in a recording, I have to do it. Um, you can also you follow us at, on Facebook at Story Mode Gaming Oz, Twitter at Story Mode Oz, and Instagram at Story Mode Gaming. Keep an eye on them because we're going to be running a Cyberpunk 2077 competition, a bit of a giveaway, and who doesn't like free shit? Um, and who knows, maybe the game will come out so you can actually win it. Yeah. Um, we're, you can also, ch- also check us out on Patreon if you want to support us. Search for Fan Critical. You'll get access to a few extra shows and access to the Discord server run by Simon Evans. Um, just chuck a couple bucks our way if you're able to. Um, and with that, we're done. So, Simon, hey. Keelan, Josh, Lorn, thanks for joining. Good conversation. Thank you. Thanks for having us, uh, everyone. We're all enjoying these thanks. new consoles. It's a good time. It's a good time to be alive. Um, and yeah, I hope, you know, if you're listening, you got a new console, good work. If not, 
maybe put a pin in this episode until about September next year when they're on sale again. And then Lizard was like, hey, they were right about Astrobot, but I can't believe the robots finally took over and, um, you know, all got worse. It's for the best. It's probably for the best. Yeah. It's probably for the probably. best. Yeah. Stay safe. Play some games. And uh, we'll catch you next week. I don't know what that was. Mm-hmm. Bye. 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 This reminds me of the last time I got a shag, lads. Yo-ho!